0: Welcome to the San Peña Live podcast. I'm Carvajal. I'm here with Mike and Sophia. Hey. 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 This is part two of the last Salon uh that happened at Holy Grounds. Uh, on this show, we have Emile, who did some...
1: Spoken Word.
0: Okay. And then we'll also have Meli Malavasi. We'll also have another song from her. Uh, Nessin Jovel, who is an up-and-coming scholar. Uh, the comic. comic. <laughs> Funny guy. Comic scholar. Scholar-comic. The scholar of comics. No, it's just a comic. And then um, uh, we also have another song by Mo Truth. So, let me get, okay, so to start off, uh, let's hear some Emil.
2: This piece creatively appropriates Greek mythology and the Principia Discordia. All my Discordian friends, anyone out there, hail Eris. All right, awesome. Um, In order to make a point, or rather, circle a point, like a flock of vultures around a dead zebra. As I am a legionnaire, disciple, of the peripeteo-anamedamistichood of Eris esoteric, or Pui, I may safely report to you the doings of the great goddess. So please, sit back, relax, and enjoy this very, very irreverent piece of cultural commentary. But first, a quotation from scripture. Please rise for the reading of the Gospel of Eris according to to Lord Omar and Malaclips the Younger, if you so would. Rise as you are able, as they now say in the politically correct way, right? These are the words of Eris. Speak of me as discord, to show contrast to the Pentagon. Tell constricted man that there are no rules, unless they choose to invent rules. Keep close to the words of synasty. It is an ill wind that blows no minds. Remember that there is no tyranny in the state of confusion. For further information, consult your pineal gland. You may be seated. All right. You ready for the story? Here comes trouble, All Right. Once upon a time, the god Eros wandered among humans, shooting them with his little bow, you know the one. Eros helped humans to experience the power of the erotic, the exquisite celebration of one's own body with all of its sensual powers as it experiences pleasure, passion, and desire for anything or anyone. Now, uh, the other awesome thing about the erotic is that it forms one of those rare bridges between human minds. Eros power helps us recognize that other people, go figure, have erotic experiences in themselves as well, and that while we can't actually get access to them, we can celebrate their experiences as well as our own. Eros might shoot a judgmental, neurotic young man and help him to enjoy rather than judge Others relish for eating. And on another occasion, Eris might twang, and re- a repressed old lady might suddenly realize the power of getting down with her bad self. Eros often struck couples, but sometimes groups of people too. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Believe me, after getting pricked, everyone was keen to make sure that their partner got off before they did. While Eros was fluttering about doing his business on Earth, humans sacrificed to him and promised to do their best to learn from his gifts. But sorrow upon sorrow, my friends, has befallen us. Eros has been murdered. The chubby Putti, the son of Aphrodite, has been skinned alive and his death mask now adorns the insidious Porne. Now, Porne is not a god or a goddess. It was not born of night or of the day sky or of the loins of some protean giant. Porne was a demonic emanation from the minds of an ancient society of humans, alienated from themselves and the gods. These people were cursed forever to endure inadequate, exploitative, unimaginative sex lives, never to be satisfied. So alienated from their own bodies, they could not understand Eros when he came among them. They saw the god entrapped him knowing that he had the power to inflame human's need for physical pleasure and the knowledge of how to satisfy that need. They skinned him and clothed the demon Porne with his face, capturing his power, but not his purpose. And so this new talisman of Porne became a relic controlled by the great Pornocrator, right? Pornocrator, okay. So that he could suck the true joy away from those desperate for Eros. The power of this twisted talisman invaded and tainted everything good. Beauty, pleasure, and desire transformed. These became the guarded treasure of only the young, the perfectly proportioned, the unblemished, as if the power of Eros was inaccessible to the imperfect, the aged, or the flawed. Governed by the Pornocrator, the Pornocracy set up arbitrary rules to make sure that only certain bodies were allowed to access the power of porne for fear that free love or even self-love would undermine the whole system. Love, yes, even love was infected by the blight of porne. For in the system was order, and the Pornocracy wrongly imagined that Eros power was something that could be brought to order like a rowdy courtroom. And so the orders emerged. The enlightened order for the standards of fuckability, AKA every casting director in Hollywood. (laughs) The sacred order of who can fuck who, AKA the Catholic church and similar parties. (laughs) The social order of amato-normativity, AKA the social order of you must fuck someone. (laughs) The artistic order of fuckability for sale, to which all beauty product designers and plastic surgeons belong. And of course, the military order of the fucking police, aka the actual police, and the Republican Party, if you happen to live in the United States. All right, so moralists then raged against Pornay, uh, arguing that the search for pleasure was base, immoral, ungodly, but they were ignorant of the violence and corruption of the god Eros that had formed the source of the power of Porne. The people knew it only as an object with the power to provoke an erection rather than a symbol for self-celebration in relation. A city was built around the talisman. It was called Pornepolis. And its citizens lived under the tyrannical rule of the patriarchal priesthood of Porne, aka the Peepop. The peep-hop sent, spent most of its time convincing humans that they could not be complete, happy, or fulfilled unless they conformed themselves to the rule of pornay. Young girls with, must compete with each other in beauty and fuckability pageants in order to be judged worthy of the prize of pornay that young men would bring to them after having quested and adventured and done other manly things. Uh, in pilgrimage to the shrine of Porné. Of course, only truly manly men were able to reach the shrine of Pornay, generally after having beaten other men to a pulp challenge- for challenging their right to be initiated into the sacred military mysteries of the Porné. But one day, in Pornépolis, a grand wedding was held. The most beautiful in the Porné sense of the term of its citizens were gathered. Only the perfect were invited. Only the unblemished were admitted. Basically, if you weren't fuckable, you weren't on the guest list. The guests gathered, and the bride and groom took their places, immaculately dressed, coiffed, and cinched. Perfectly muscled bouncers recruited from the local CrossFit gym guarded the gates. Each of them could flip a tractor tire, but none had the sight to perceive the goddess sneaking past them under a cloak of shadow. Then, in the midst of the wedding proceedings, a golden apple rolled out into the aisle. The perfect people of Pornepolis gathered around to examine this shiny oddity. What's it got on it? One pointed to an inscription on the side of the inedible fruit. Another cleared his throat and read aloud, Caliste, to the prettiest. The shit hit the fan. The bride wanted it. The groom wanted it. The bouncers and the dog wanted it. Of course, the wedding planner wanted it. The hidden goddess laughed. She was Eris, goddess of chaos and discord. The apple was the first Molotov, Molotov cocktail in the great war of vengeance on behalf of her cousin Eros. Now, Eris was not generally liked among the gods. To be honest, she had a reputation as a heinous bitch. For good reason, right? She was never invited to parties because she had a reputation for spiking the punch. Usually with something really nasty. Um, Get you fucked up. All right, but of all the gods or goddesses, of all the gods or goddesses, Eris was the only one who could have possibly brought change to Pornepolis. The gods tried to teach their lessons, but the residents of Pornepolis were crafty. They would mimic Zeus's sovereignty and by imitation create domination. They would learn Athena's wisdom and twist it to their purposes as sophistry and intellectual superiority. Apollo's poetry would inspire only the vain and vapid youth to write peep-pop songs. Artemis' love of wilderness and staunch virginity turned into tools of slut-shaming and faux-naturalism among the reactionaries and moralists. Now, no, Eris was the only goddess for the job. She knew it was time to bring out the big guns, hence the apple. You see, this is how Eris works. She doesn't knock things over or punch people out. Against the insidious porne only a devious goddess would do. So she lobbed the apple and the wedding guests, instead of settling the dispute through arbitration like the reasonable Olympians, tore each other to pieces. As it so happened, many of these pieces were plastic or silicone anyway. (laughs) As a side note, though, Eris's shenanigans didn't quite turn out so well for the Olympians, either they just sort of offloaded their chaos onto the humans. For, f- for f- further references, see Homer, the Iliad. With the tossing of the apple, Eris declared war on the peapop. Of course, Eris didn't do all of the dirty work herself. She recruited humans to her cause. Those pushed to the fringes by the pornocracy were her first recruits. Those deemed unfuckable by the standards of the P-pop, including but not limited to the elderly, women over 40 in Hollywood, people too large or too small, the disabled, broke, and straight women who expected to have orgasms. (laughs) (laughs) Next came the gay men not built like Thor and lesbians who didn't want to perform for straight men's pleasure followed by gender magicians of all kinds. Every asexual person you've ever met, that's me. This, every asexual person you've ever met, a keeper of the sacred KO, an enemy of the regime of the priesthood of the porne, post-porn-punk feminists who distribute videos of gender-variant, blemished, lovely fat people enjoying each other's bodies, these are propagandists for heiress. If you tell a teenage girl to enjoy her cheesecake, if you tell a teenage boy that his partner deserves pleasure too, if you raise your margarita to the 60-year-old woman on the beach in a bikini, if you give the finger to commercials that continually shove the p perfect people and their shallow sexuality down our throats, you too may be a soldier in Eris' legion of dynamic discord, also known as the Apple Corps. <laughs> so how long, with... How long will the war wage on, you ask? As long as Eros power is hidden behind the shrine of porne, as long as the P-pop continues to spread its message of sexual order, Eris delights in chaos. She is chaos. You could say that Eris wages war for herself. So as long as the order of the porne is erect, Eris will work her magic like a cold shower or the image of a grandmother cooking naked. Why? Because the very idea That a grandmother cooking naked isn't erotic is a product of the pornocracy and its cult of the young and the fuckable. Should you wish to join the legion of dynamic discord and the Apple Corps, you need not wave a banner or march in the street. Remember, Eris is tricky. Eris is an underhanded bitch. Do small things. If it feels good, wear a bikini, even if Cosmo tells you not to. If it gets you in touch with your sensual self, stand in front of a mirror and proclaim, damn, I am a sexy beast. If you have permission, if you have permission, watch your partner enjoy themselves and expect nothing in return. Eat cheesecake in public with great relish, especially if you are female. Sip a colorful, fruity drink and loudly proclaim your admiration for the bartender's skills, especially if you are male. If it is safe, make out in public if you happen to be a gender trickster. Pick an eyeshadow color that matches your beard. The message of Eris is this. The pornocracy is just one more grid through which we organize reality. Through that grid, however, authentic, erotic experience becomes chaos. While contrived, commodified, alienating, misogynist, twisted, harmful forms of sexuality become the norm, the order. Please, friends, comrades, choose your grids wisely. Please rise once more as we close with one more reading from scripture. These are the words of Eris, if you can master nonsense as well as you have already learned to master sense, then each will expose the other for what it is, absurdity. From that moment of illumination, one begins to be free regardless of surroundings one becomes free to play order games and change them at will one becomes free to play disorder games just for the hell of it one becomes free to play neither or both and the master and as the master of one's own games one plays without fear and therefore without frustration and therefore with goodwill in one's soul and love in one's being Reality is the original Rorschach. Verily, so much for all of that. Thank you.
1: Okay, so that was Emil who... Um, Emil debuted as a performer with saint Um was kind enough to come back for a second performance. Emil's, um, she based in satire, religion, she touches on um, philosophical ideals that are Near and dear to my heart. I hope you guys dug her as much as I, I actually do.
0: Yeah, I remember her first performance. She was talking about how gender is a social construction and how she's not male or female or doesn't want anyone looking at her sexually. Or it was very That's interesting. It was it was
1: very. And simple. I apologize if we are using pronouns inappropriately, but
3: we're still trying to figure that out. Yeah,
0: and I'm a high school girl. Okay, <laughs> okay. okay uh, coming up, uh, next up is uh, Mel- Meli Malavassi, right? the Costa Rican singer. Um, she came out and she did a great show, so uh, let's hear a song from her and then we'll be yeah, she, was, she
1: was fun. It was fun.
4: So this song is for my Spanish roots. It's called Canela to Cinnamon. I have an obsession with cinnamon, so I should, you know, I wrote a song. <laughs> <laughs> Sus ojos color canela, me miran, me matan, me envenenan, sin dudar entraste a mi corazón y ahora que hago yo, porque me tienes en tus besos dulces pensamientos, y es que son tus ojos canela. Que no salga el sol, no habrá oscuridad. El mundo a color, el mundo a color, verás. Tu amor es siempre fiel. Quiero contigo ser un solo camino. Porque me tienes en tus besos dulces, pensamientos. Oh baby, you know I love your kisses, kisses este amor no hay fronteras, no hay explicación, pues todo esto es más.
0: Okay, so that was Meli Malavasi. Upcoming, uh, we have the next show coming up on August 7th at Holy Grounds.
1: That's right. We're returning to Holy Grounds. We're really excited about it. We're putting together an awesome lineup. uh, Or at least we hope it's going to be an awesome lineup. As we solidify the roster, we'll uh, be sending out email blasts and posting on Facebook.
3: Um, Keep an eye out for our email from Sanpeñaproducciones at gmail.com or check us out on facebook.com slash
0: Okay, also, um, if you are an artist or a band and you are...
3: If you're an artist or a band or, and you're interested in performing um, with us, please feel free to send us a link with your music or your video to uh, something at gmail.com or on Facebook as well, um, at facebook.com slash Yeah, we're,
1: all, we're always trying to build our community, so if um, if you like what you hear, if you, if you think that you or somebody you know would be a good fit for us, please let us know. Um, we we're really just trying to trying to make something out of this was um in a community way we are going to be having t-shirts at the next show Um uh, they'll be available for donation but this is that's not what it's all about it's um it's about just putting something out there for the community to enjoy and for artists to get themselves uh seen known and for us to have fun i remember pma so it is
0: it's going to be the best show you've ever heard before. <laughs> East LA will never sound the same. <laughs> That's right. August 7th at Holy Grounds. Okay, we will uh, change your life. Okay, so uh, we have uh, Nelson Jovell. He's an up-and-coming comic, and it's also his second time. So uh, we'll be back after that. I am
5: going to brag about this guy, but he is pretty badass. We shoot the shit every now and then. Can I get a hand for Nelson? Get <laughs> him. Give it
6: to him.
5: So I want you all to imagine that you're dead and you're at your funeral. (laughs) Uh, um, So my name is Nelson and my voice does not match my face. I know this because some girl said it to me. Well, she didn't say it to me. She more like yelled it into my face. She was like, damn, your voice does not match your face. Um, which is something I'd never considered before. I I think the only person who had considered that their voice doesn't match their face might be, like, Michael Jackson when he was black. Um, So, like, I don't even know this girl, and she's like, your voice does not match your face. And I'm like, okay, um, just one question what am I supposed to do with this information? Like, I'm, I'm not gonna change my voice. I only have two other voice options, and neither of them are very good. This is the first one. Orale, batos locos forever, essay, Which I'm not gonna use, because I would like to m- remain unincarcerated, and my gang days are over. Um, and the other voice. I am the knight. I am the Batman. Which would be a perfect Batman impression if Batman's alter ego was the cookie monster. (laughs) I am the hero Sesame Street deserves. C is for cookie. It's good enough for me. Cookies taste like justice. (laughs) Um... (laughs) So, um, someone else said something to me that also blew my mind. Uh, they you know like I, it was a girl I asked her out, I said something like, "Can I take you out sometime?" And she was like, "Oh, hell no," and walked away. That blew my mind. like I didn't even know that was a, a possibility. <laughs> um, i'm gonna i'm gonna switch from uh Crazy girls to my face. Um, I think my uh, my face is like racially ambiguous, you know, because uh, people don't really know what race I am. Um, like I'm what you would get if you smushed all the brown people together, you know. When when I have a beard, uh, people I look more Middle Eastern. When I shave, I look more Indian. And when I uh, mow the lawn, I look more Mexican. <laughs> I'm not Muslim, but if you were talking about Muslims and I walked up, you would stop talking about Muslims. I have this face that must signal to people that I'm some sort of walking talking race game show, you know? Cause I'll just be walking down the street and people will start guessing. Like, are you, are you Pakistani? No, 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 you're Indian, right? I don't know, you're a tough one. Let me, let, give me, give me another guess. <laughs> uh, and they'll just guess all the brown races. Uh, but you know what no one ever guesses? No one ever guesses Native American. know I don't think, do, do people know they're still around? I mean, it's not Keebler elves running those casinos. Like, the Keebler elves aren't in the back making cookies, making fudge, and making the white man pay for his treachery. (laughs) Um, So I'm actually from a land down under, down under Mexico, down under Guatemala. It's actually uh, a place called El Salvador. and, you know, like, I think if my name was Pepe and I pronounced it Los Angeles, it would be easier to guess. But, you know, I, I, I don't have that accent, you know, because I didn't learn English from uh, my parents. I learned it from cartoons, and I think it worked really smurfing well. I, um, I actually did learn English in school. I, um, I got my bachelor's uh, in English. Um, yeah. There was another English major here earlier. We're wearing the uh, both Engl- English major costume. This, we we're both wearing these hats. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so I I learned uh, at, when I got my uh, bachelor's, I, I learned all the rules of grammar, um, and and all that jazz. But uh, but you know, what I'm tired of, I'm tired of this phrase, grammar Nazi. You know, because people always forget to capitalize the N. So I, I, I like languages, and I like words. Um, and But there are some words that uh, appear in other languages that don't appear in English. Like in German, there's a word schadenfreude, which means taking pleasure in other people's pain. And there are other words like that. Like uh, uh, In Spanish, there's a word huevon, which means lazy. Um, but it doesn't just mean lazy, it means lazy because your balls are so big you can't move. And when I picture someone whose balls are so big they can't move, I get a little bit of schadenfreude. <laughs> There's also a word uh, in Spanish, puto, which means gay, um, or someone who's gay, the, um, you know, it. it, it and that's true in most Latin American uh, uh, countries, except in Peru, where it means the exact opposite. It means a gigolo, or you know, a guy who gets with a lot of women. So if you're getting teased in the schoolyard, people are calling you puto, little gay boy, just move to Peru, you'll be fine. <laughs> I'm from El Salvador. In El Salvador, we have a word, cipote, which just means little kid. Um, And the, uh, like, when I I went to Spain, I learned that it means something completely different. It means penis. So (laughs) I went to visit, I was a little kid. I went to visit my aunts and uncles, and I introduced myself as a little (laughs) cipote. They were very confused. (laughs) I was like, where can I find other cipotes to play with? Why are all the cipotes so light-skinned? <laughs> uh, um, my, uh, I had an English teacher in high school who was from Spain, and I got extra credit for bringing him a book, Stories of Cipotes. <laughs> he really like that one. Um, <laughs> so in, um, in Spain, uh, or it, actually in most latin american countries there's a uh, the word torta which some in some countries means sandwich in other con- in other countries it means like a pie or something like that um, but in spain it means a punch in the mouth <laughs> oh so if if you're if you're like in el salvador and you say me comí la torta del cipote it means like i ate the little kid's sandwich but in Spain, it means something more like, I got slapped with a dick in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Which, coincidentally, is the story of how all Spanish people speak with a lisp. <laughs> okay, um, I'm gonna launch uh, into my own story. Um, I was uh, When I was seven years old, My mom uh, tried to make me stop liking McDonald's French fries, but she ended up just turning me into an atheist. Because she told me that the French fries were cooked in skunk fat. And I didn't know much at the time, but I did know that was bullshit. Um, So when she tried teaching me or telling me about the tooth fairy, I didn't believe in that either. So I tried to catch the tooth fairy, you know? Like, I heard uh, my mom open the door. I heard her walk in. And the moment I felt the pillow move, I jumped up and scared her. I was like, rah! And I, I thought I was being so smart. But I should have shut my stupid mouth because I didn't get paid for my teeth after that. Um, <laughs> so when she tried telling me about Jesus, I was like, hmm... I don't know. I, I, Jesus isn't going to pay me for my teeth, so I'm going to go ahead and not believe in that either. Um, so I don't believe in, in, in God, but uh, I do believe in a higher power. I'm talking about weed, uh, because weed can do things that God can't, um, like make me feel good about myself <laughs> or make me like techno music. So my girlfriend is also an atheist. Uh, We moved in together a little while back. Um, And she she was nervous about it at first, but then she thought about it a little bit more, and she was like, well, we're going to be living in sin, so I'm okay with it. (laughs) My girlfriend is also brown, but people don't guess her race because she's like out-of-the-closet, openly Mexican, like she's more Mexican than cantinflas at a churro stand. <laughs> and if you don't get that reference, it's because she's more Mexican than your brain is prepared to understand. <laughs> um, so I, she's, she's my sugar mama. Uh, she works for a chocolate maker and brings me candy all the time, so she's literally my sugar mama. Uh, but there's other good things about her as well. Um, like she has a big smile. She has a big brain. She has big, um, big hearts. Oh, and huge titties. She has huge titties. Um, <laughs> um, so like we get, we get along um, pretty well, except uh, every once in a while she'll get like jealous of my exes. But I think that's totally backwards. Like she should be thanking my exes. Because if it wasn't for my exes, I would be constantly asking to stick it up her butt. Um, But that's all behind me now. Thank you, get well soon. Okay, so I think that's about my time. So um, I'm gonna uh, tell you the same thing I tell my girlfriend in bed. Thanks for living up to my fantasies.
0: All right, uh, that was Nelson Jovell, who who loves to talk about his girlfriend's titties. And he's an anal sex. Yeah, he's an
1: anal sex enthusiast.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I actually know Nelson, uh, it's my friend's boyfriend. Um, and he said that he started doing comedy because he was shy. And he was uh, like, How, what is the best way that I'm going to put myself out there and get over this shyness? I know. I'm going to do stand-up comedy. And so he started doing comedy at, um, I believe, the John Lovitz Club in Hollywood. And has pretty much taken off from there.
1: Yeah, he's a funny guy.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. He's good. Um, okay. So um, we hope to see you all out at the next show. That's coming up August 7th. Remember, Holy Grounds. Like us on Facebook um, uh, Subscribe to the podcast uh, Something Alive at iTunes And SoundCloud as well You probably know that As you're listening to it
1: Yeah and um Just bear in mind We are a totally grassroots, do Do-it-yourself Organization So you know Help us out Put out some word of mouth For us
3: Come to our shows
1: Uh Listen to this over And over and over To get our clicks up (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes (laughs) Okay Uh thanks oh. for listening thank you for right. listening thank you for listening and we are out okay. oh and uh here's some old truth uh, for another song it's called uh, <laughs> <yeah>. it's called <laughs> giving it them love alright uh, thank you goodbye uh, check the feed
6: Black, where we we keep it straight back, in. the house is full of and we don't let the cops in quick, I'm a beat, I'm never skipping a beat, where the Jenna in the streets are on the mountain peak, I'm giving them love, giving them love, 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 giffin' them love, giving them love, 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 I'm giving them love, giving them love, 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 love. I was 16 when my 10 fingers first touched these six strings. Yeah, dedication to the calculation. Plus some Jimi Hendrix licks and Bob Marty inspiration. Solving this equation requires no patience. What's the opposite of hating? That's love. If you still got questions, then I'm highly suspecting that you need to take a hit of this bud. From the black, where it's hot, we keep it straight, rocking. house full of honeys, and we don't let the cops in. Quick, I'm a beat, I'm never skipping to be with the chin in the streets so on a mountain peak. I'm giving them love, giving them love, 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 love. So I'm giving them love, giving them love, 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 love. Well, I'm giving them love, giving them love, 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 Yeah. Mm, yeah. Got to give them all. let me grab my guitar and we can roll no need for pit stops cause we hold them O's, not much of a drinker but I suppose if you really feel the need we can stop by the leg of chilling with the richest souls, positively vibing, keeping it live when I'm grabbing a mic bending the vibe and been never nice mic checking it twice, now we on the way please don't be alarmed when your hips start to sway, it's a natural reaction, when that rhythm plays for your soul satisfaction so give it what it craves, I'm about that rhythmic movement yeah we dancing steady grooving late one up now we cruising well I blend this funky fusion not your average rapper you could check the timing all about the greenery but money don't define me yeah y'all know where to find me I'll be where that love is steady shining from the block where it's hot we keep it straight rocking houses full of honeys and we don't let the cops in quick on my feet I'm never skipping a beat with a chin in the streets so out on the mountain peak I'm Givin' them love, givin' them love, love, love Said I'm givin' them love, givin' them love, love, love And well, I'm givin' them love, givin' them love, 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 love yeah. Chillin' out, relaxin', maxin' on my fresh prints. How you think I gave them such a funky, fresh hit? Old school vibe in a new school way Mix it up and twist it, now we got a new flavor lately most behavior seems to be more focused on the haters and trying to be cool but mama didn't raise no food baby I'm a damn love maker from the black where it's hot we keep a straight rocking the house full of honeys and we don't let the cops in quick on my feet I'm never skipping a beat where the chin in the streets so are out on the mountain peak I'm giving them love giving them love 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 said I'm giving them love giving them love 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 and I'm giving them love giving them love, love, love. Love, love I'm giving I'm giving, 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 I'm giving 'em what? Sid, I'm giving, 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 I'm giving them love. Now we giving, I'm 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 giving what? we giving, I'm 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 giving them giving them love. Love, 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. We won't resolve now We won't resolve his world Without his love Thank you.